Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We are looking back at Tuesday. Um, more and more and more and more and more and more and more reasons every day to get vaccinated. Uh, Liz Gunn, blast from the past, seems to think uh, Jacinda Ardern caused an earthquake the other day somehow. Uh, so we'll try and get an explanation there. Not that I really understand why anybody cares what she says, but anyway. Um, uh, and then uh, Succession is a TV program that's got lots of people talking. It's the third season's on here. Uh, but before any of that, this uh, Delta roadmap, it's really dividing the country, isn't it? We're not really a team of five million anymore, are we? We're a team of sort of 3.75 million and 1.25 million. Is that roughly how it works? The greatest irony, of course, is there is no equity in this approach. And they're labelling it the most equitable. Equitable for who? For the Aucklanders who did as they asked and got vaccinated, stayed home, abided the rules. I mean, it's disingenuous to hide behind a cloak of equitability while holding underwater businesses, the elderly, the alone, the dying, the desperate to return home, the teenagers, the young parents, the just the Joe Average Aucklander who tuned in daily, paid attention, took heed, complied with restrictions, made sacrifices, swallowed vaccine doubts, and did what's been asked. This is not equitable. It is unjust to the majority. It's handing the power to the few, the 1% who won't, can't, or don't want to vaccinate. It's handing our freedoms to them, putting it in their hands to absolve the government of any kind of blame. So the unvaxxed get to decide when we, the obedient majority, will get our freedoms back. How's that fair? So, yeah, uh, Kate's uh, had enough. She's not going to take it anymore. By the sounds of things. Uh, Kerry McIver, uh, I think, is a little worried that we're being divided, really divided in, between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. As we get more and more frustrated, as those who have done the right thing, done what we've been told to do, so that we can get our freedoms back. As we sit chafing still unable to be able to live the la- our lives the way we, we choose to live, though. Not being able to see friends and family outside of our regions. We do look for someone to blame. It's not fair. It's not right. And so we blame the unvaccinated. We blame the government. We blame COVID. And it's just really stink. So when this when the divisions, and we've seen them developing over time, they're either being created or being reinforced, and we see them spill out from social media and into real life, that's when you get concerned. When you have family members and groups of friends who are so entrenched in their their views that they are willing to forego seeing people they love or changing their minds about how much they love friends of 20 odd years, then you really do start to worry. It's COVID, it's the situation we're in, it's social media, but I'm sorry, I think the government has to take some of the blame as well. Yeah, so um, I've got a daughter who turned 18 yesterday, no party for her. 
So that's back on. Thanks, unvaccinated people, for that. So yeah, there's resentment there, definitely. I mean, yeah, you can blame the government, but you can also blame the people who aren't playing by aren't getting with the program. Uh, I wonder who Marcus is blaming. Let's have a look. I think people via Facebook and social media have been encouraged to take an anti-vax position. And I think for a lot of those people, they've found that position to be emboldening and has given them something that they've found interesting to research and find out about. And it's given them something in lockdown and whatever to convince their friends about that they've found this great alternative narrative. And uh, it's defined these people, but it was always going to come to the stage. I think we've known for six months to a year that for those people that were anti-vax, there was always going to be consequences. And we're at the pointy end of those consequences now. So people that are anti-vax now full well that there are consequences. And those consequences will be they might need to give up their haircut or their concerts or their bars or their job. And that becomes a very difficult position. What do you do? Oh, Stevie, I thought you were anti-vax. Oh, yeah, but i got to get it for work. So that's why I think there does need to be an element of compassion and understanding that these people will perhaps change the way they think or not. Because I think for a lot of them, they're realizing the price for this opinion is probably too high. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? Um, Certainly a domestic manager is pretty sure she hasn't got much compassion for those people because... Um, not only does she feel like they are putting us all at risk by uh, risking our um, health service and putting them under pressure, um, but yeah, they are keeping us locked down at the moment by keeping the vaccination rates down and you know, because of whatever rules have been enforced. Meanwhile, what is it that we, the vaccinated, what is the effect we are having on the unvaccinated? We, we, yeah, by us getting vaccinated, we're not hurting them in any way. So you see how it's a, it's not a two-way street at all. Quite a good argument. Just, most of the domestic arguments are. I just, I don't make arguments or have opinions. Life's too short. Waste my energy on that sort of thing. And I would have thought Liz Gunn. I might feel the same way, but no. Apparently Jacinda caused the earthquake the other day. And I say this with respect, but 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 blaming the Prime Minister for an earthquake does not sound reasonable, does it? It's not an earthquake. This is a, a ridiculous drama made up by her. If you look at the science of this and there is No, not, you you blamed the Prime Minister you blamed the earthquake second, on the Prime Minister. Just a second, ninety seven ninety seven ninety nine point seven percent of recovery rates from this. It is ridiculous. As far as the metaphor, and I'm sorry, I have an artistic soul. I have a sensitive soul. I do work in metaphor. I love English. But the metaphor is we are all collectively getting broken and our mother, Earth, into which we will fall in not too long a time, including this woman, when our bones go to dust in her, 
Maori is feeling our pain. Now, you ask any Maori person who is in touch with their whakapapa, and they will know what I am talking about. We are. But so, so just can I just be clear? So you don't, you don't, you believe metaphorically the prime minister caused a, an earthquake, not actually. It is a metaphor for the okay. absolute trauma that passed through New Zealand and the dumb idiots who went, shit, we better try and find a way to destroy this woman. Okay, okay, that really clears things up. You know, that cleared things up. I'm sure that cleared things up. Now we're going to finish up here uh, with a bit of success. Oh, I can't even get my words out. Succession discussion. Why I decided to say it that way, I have no idea. You were talking about a show that you've recently got into that I am seeing everywhere in terms of stories on it. Yeah, it's called Succession. Actually, it was Simon that put us onto it. And uh, you said, and I said, that we were going to watch it, and you didn't. But <laughs> I did over the weekend, and here's the warning about this program. It's, I'm watching it on Sky. Um, is, is that it's very, very addictive. Yeah. I've watched nine episodes so far. It's Brian Cox, who's a patriarch, right, of this big media conglomerate. It's sort of similar to what we would, would expect of the Murdoch family, I suppose, as a touches of that. And, yeah, and it's, well, Succession sort of uh, suggests what it's about. It's the uh, sort of the fighting amongst the siblings. It is fascinating. Yeah. And you see people in it that you go, that you could recognise, whether you're in that industry or not, you recognise recognize people who are like the father, the son, the, the daughter, and the ex-wife, and yeah. the ex-husband, and all that sort of stuff. It is really, really good. And, and as I say, Simon put me onto it, and you really need to have a look at it. You're saying that other people have uh, told you about well, it? I'm seeing non-stop stories on it on Facebook, on the Herald, all mm. over the show. So I need to need to get on the train, give it a watch. But it's got Macaulay Culkin's brother in it as well, doesn't it? Kevin, yeah. Kevin McAllister's brother. Uh, what? Who? Who's Ke- Kevin? Home Ma- Alone, Kevin oh, McAllister. Is that- is that his name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he plays a fantastic part in there. He's one of the sons of the uh, of the uh, patriarch of the of the company of the family, and he reminds me of Robert Downey Jr. Both in looks and the way he plays the character, he's very likable. He's got a bit of swagger, does he? <laughs> he's, yeah. he's naughty. He's uh, funny. He's fun. And it's well worth a watch. There's no doubt about it. Succession is the name of the program, and it is fantastic. And where do you watch it on Sky? Sky. I'm watching it on my Sky Go app. Right. It's on the list. Yeah, it's interesting uh, to have a – I've watched sort of half of the first season, maybe a bit more of that, more than that. And um, I like it, but there are no good guys in the show. Is it is the Sopranos? Was that the first show that didn't have any good guys in it? Um, Ray Donovan. That's another one that I like to watch that doesn't seem to really have any good guys. I mean, you, you. There are characters you like, but they might also be people who you know beat people up or kill people or steal their money or you know. Billions is another one, but like that, that there aren't any really. Good, I'm doing air quotes, people. Oh, do I need to keep saying when I'm doing air quotes? I feel like I've, I'm getting really good at giving you the impression that I'm doing air quotes without actually having to tell you, or indeed actually having to do the air quotes. I'm going to stop talking about air quotes now. In fact, I'm going to stop talking altogether. That's the end of News Talk ZB for today. It'll start up again tomorrow. I'll see you then.